0: need a bigger boat yes we're gonna need a bigger boat for Duff's deep dive it is brought to you by Isuzu Utes you can live your own way in the Isuzu MUX Julia Marcus is in the studio in Melbourne is going to join me for this chat Julian welcome morning Duff mate are you a tennis fan I'd say a casual
1: tennis fan. I say that while I'm wearing an Australian Open hat in the studios here in Melbourne this morning, which probably makes me a little bit of playing both sides of the ball there. But uh, It's a good hat, by the way. It's a very good hat. No, I I got it at the Open last year. Um, Thank you. Uh, 1999. But, uh, you know, as far as tennis goes, usually it's something that I'll pay heavy attention to across December, January when we have the tour come out on our shores, and then I'll have a glance at across the year, particularly even Australians doing well. You usually have a look at the majors, Wimbledon being the biggest one of all. Although I have to admit, Duff, that this year, with especially with the Ashes being at shaping up to be an all-time classic, footy being absolutely everywhere, the, the usual bandwidth of that, Wimbledon's hardly got a look in. And I don't know if I'm alone on that one.
0: Yeah, well, that's my point. And I just wonder whether tennis has gone off Broadway. And maybe it has just temporarily, and maybe it is because of the ashes. Um, Perhaps that's a factor because that's going on, you know, obviously in the same country and and it really has captured our attention and our imagination. But I also wonder whether the fact that Roger Federer is gone and Rafa Nadal is virtually gone... And Novak Djokovic is breaking all sorts of records, but he's the only one of the big three left. And Andy Murray was almost part of that group. It was almost a big four for a little while. But Andy Murray, you know, his hips gave out on him and he's running around doing an incredible job to even be out there. But clearly he's not at that level anymore. Um, It just feels like, and maybe it's a temporary lull, uh, it feels like tennis just isn't quite the same. At the moment, I used to love Wimbledon. I used to, you know, sit up every night. I'd watch the games. Um, it didn't matter whether there was an Australian in contention or not. Um, if there was an Australian in contention, um, that obviously enhanced it. Um, although I've never been a massive Nick Kyrgios fan, I have to admit. Um, I was, a, I was a big Roger Federer man, so I always wanted Roger Federer to, to do well. And, um, you know, you wanted to see him play Nadal and you wanted to see him play Djokovic, but you wanted to see him beat them. And you felt emotionally invested in that. And I'm just not. Now, maybe that's just me. And um, perhaps people can share their thoughts with us and their feelings with us on the temperate bedshed text line on 0487 736 736 or call us on the open line 13, 12, 55. So the results overnight, Djokovic gets through to another semi-final. He beats Andre Rublev in four sets. And one of the young up-and-comers, and it's going to be interesting because this guy has, I have noticed him over the last couple of years, the Italian Yannick Sinner is also through to the semifinals. He beat the Russian Roman Safiullin. I hope I got that right, Safiullin. Um So he's in a semi-final as well. Now he's one of the young guns coming through and Carlos Alcaraz, who's another young gun, he will play Holger Roon in another quarterfinal That's tonight. Um, So we'll get some young um, interest out of that. And Daniel Medvedev will play Chris Eubanks. Chris Eubanks is an interesting one, um, American guy. He's got um, a lot of athletic ability. He might be one that we um, get really interested in as we're going forward. But, I think we're starting to realise, Julian, just how special those players, Federer, Nadal and Djokovic have been. You look at the, I'll give you a list of great, great players who just couldn't get to their level. Um, now, Vavrinka, Stan Wawrinka, of course, won a couple of majors, um, was a very good player, was just a little bit below the Andy Murray, I've already mentioned. Marin Cilic won majors as well. He was not quite at that level. But these young guys, we all thought as they were coming through, we all thought this guy is going to be the next big thing. And they couldn't get to where Federer, Nadal and Djokovic were. Uh, Tsitsipas, Zverev, Rublev. Shapovalov, Tiafo, Medvedev, who's going to play in a quarterfinal tonight, Dimitrov, Raonic, Dominic Team, All of those players we thought as they were coming through, we thought these guys, th- these will be one of the next big ones. And they couldn't get to where the big three were. It may just be that we've just seen an era where we've seen the three best players of all time in tennis and it's going to take a while for the sport to recover from it.
1: Well, I remember going back into the early to mid-2000s, and when we went through another transitional period after the the dominance of Agassi and Sampras, and they retired not long after, one after the other. And from an Australian point of view, it helps that we had Leighton Hewitt coming into his prime then. We still had Pat Rafter, Mark Filipusis. But speaking purely from an Australian point of view, that was what carried the interest there. Whereas we've had, as you mentioned, three of the greatest players of all time, come through the ranks. I mean, Rafael Nadal is close to the end. Roger Federer has hit the end and out of the big three Novak Djokovic is the least popular of the three by a long way. You either want to see him win or you don't want to see him win. There is no in between. Whereas, if you're watching Rafael Nadal or you're watching Roger Federer, you didn't necessarily... You had your favourites, but if they won or lost, you just wanted to see great tennis. Whereas with Djokovic, he elicits a very strong reaction. So you're looking at who can push through into that next category. I think we're just going to be. That's how it's going to be for the next year or two until we see the next crop of superstars truly announce themselves as you know, taking the mantle. And it doesn't help as well from an Australian point of view that Ash Barty retired last year because that was another thing. Look, like we'd be watching Ash Barty under normal circumstances right about now. Heading towards hopefully another Wimbledon title, but we don't have that. We don't have the big names other than Novak Djokovic, which, as I mentioned, elicits a very strong reaction one way or another. You add in the Ashes series as well. Footy takes up a lot of bandwidth in any case. I'm really interested to see how we look coming into the Australian Summer of Tennis and if this is still a lingering side effect. Because, I mean, Duff, we've got Pakistan, the West Indies in the cricket this summer. It's not exactly box office. So, it should get a lot of attention. But I get the feeling we may still be in the same sort of discussion period come January as well that, yeah, it's there because it's the Australian Open, but there isn't the emotional attachment that we've had.
0: You know what needs to happen, and that is at some point between now and the end of the year, someone needs to dethrone Djokovic. Absolutely. A- and you, you're right about the the way the big three are regarded. There is genuine warm affection, I think, across the board for Nadal and Federer. Whether you're a Federer man or whether you're a Nadal man predominantly, basically there is warm affection for both of them. There's more grudging admiration for Djokovic. He's been an incredible player. Um, He's probably, well, he is. He's going to retire with a better record than either Federer or um, Nadal in the Grand Slams. Um, So um, kudos to him. He's been amazing. Maybe the greatest tennis player of all time. But I think... In order for the sport to to surge forward, if you like, as opposed to have a big lull, I think someone needs to dethrone Djokovic. I suspect Alcaraz is the most likely. Now, he plays in the quarterfinal tonight, as I mentioned, against Holger Rune. So maybe he's the one that can get it done. Um, I think Medvedev has been there and never quite been able to. He obviously plays against Eubanks. Eubanks looks like a good player, very athletic, um, powerful game. He looks like the sort of player that will draw people to him. Um, but we need one of these young guns to take it off Djokovic, not just have Djokovic ride off into the sunset uh, while still on top of it. And, yeah, the women's game, you're right. I mean, um, um, Ash Barty is a massive loss uh, in women's tennis for Australia in particular. Um, Iges Viontek beaten by Alina Svitolina overnight. Of course, um, uh, Julie Pagula also beaten by Marketa Vondrusova. So uh, the women's tennis, it's, it's quite an open field, which is good, um, but the loss of Ash Barty out of that field certainly leaves it feeling a bit hollow from this side of the world, I think.
1: Absolutely, and again, I'm just fascinated to see when we get to the Australian Summer of Tennis, how that looks. I think Alcaraz is the guy to take the throne off Djokovic, and it may happen you know, in the the fall this year is out, or it may be that the Australian Open might be the period of time where we see him really emerge as that new challenger. And if that's the case, then that will reignite excitement, I'm sure, amongst the casual fan. Because you have the rusted on tennis fan that is going to watch no matter what, but we're talking about the casual fan. And the casual fan's interest in Wimbledon certainly is lulling. And it's not just here in Australia. I think it is... Largely across the board, it doesn't seem as big as it usually is, Duff Wimbledon. And it's the most prestigious of the Grand Slams. Yeah, it's the one we always used to look forward to because we were obviously Australia was
0: traditionally a grass court nation. Um, so the fact that, um, you know, we're watching Wimbledon and we're just sort of having a passing interest in it as opposed to being really. Uh, caught up in it, I think it's. I think that's significant, Yannick Sin is the one I would like to see come through, I think you're right I tend to favour Alcaraz, he's a stronger player, Sin is the shot maker and has a bit of flair about him so I'm hoping that he's the one gets through he would be the one I would think that can probably replace someone like a, a Federer if he gets to that level but as Djokovic is showing these young blokes, as old as he is it is very hard to get to that level, what do you think you can have your say on the Temperate Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736, or you can call us on the open line on thirteen twelve fifty 55. That is Duff's Deep Dive. It's been brought to you by Isuzu Utes, and you can live your own way in the seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Visit your local Isuzu Ute dealer today.